Hello and welcome to New Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. Got one of our Jersey Dude Reviews Jersey Food episodes for you today. People always love those. We got a really special one. So uh, I'll explain more in a second. Before I do, I just want to let you know, we are returning to the House of Independence in Asbury Park, February 2nd, and I hope everybody comes out. Designed a game uh, where we're effectively all going to play bingo, but the bingo boxes are going to correspond directly with the hometowns of the audience members who show up. And all the New Jersey is the world hosts that you've known, come to know and love, me and Mike D and Bonaduce and Andrea will all be there. Don will be in LA, of course. Uh, but we'll all be playing and it'll all revolve around you, your hometowns, your contributions to the show, interactivity, and whoever wins will win prizes on behalf of you, the audience. Whoever loses will have to suffer fates that will make us all giggle with glee at their suffering and misfortune. So it's February 2nd, houseofindependence.com. Come on out. These shows have been so, so fun, and I hope to see you there. Now, uh, this week, there was major food news in New Jersey, big-time stuff. If you read uh, NJ.com, as I do, you know they some of the best writing they do is their food writing. The 99 best pizzas in the state ranked. Uh, 22 restaurants that we can't let close in pandemic times. These are some of the articles that have been coming out recently. You might know we've interviewed Pete Genovese before on the show. Their other food writer is Jeremy Schneider. Really, really great guy. He writes a lot of funny stuff and recently put out an article about how he ate a one-pound mozzarella stick at a restaurant in Bloomfield. Not only is that fascinating to me, but it had one of the funniest headlines they could have come up with. Kudos to them. We talk about it at the very beginning of the episode. So this uh, this month, instead of reviewing a specific food place, we're talking with Jeremy about his food experiences, starting with that one-pound mozzarella stick, and then also expanding into New Jersey as a whole, where dining is at, the difference um, between working-class food and fine dining in Jersey, the way that food can allow you to push past the bullet points you hear about certain places and actually get to know them. The way that you can show respect through food in this state in a way that allows you to get to know humans and their stories a little more. It's a real celebration of the joy and pride of Jersey. I thank Jeremy for for gracing us with his presence. Enjoy. Let's make sure it's working. Okay. We're recording. Everybody's good to go? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here, and welcome to a really uh, a special episode of Jersey Dude Reviews Jersey Food. As you know, usually we pick out a place, and the great Don Finelli walks us through his experience of eating there. Don, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm very excited for today. <laughs> I am as well, because this is actually going to be a food-based interview. Um, we're so, so lucky to be joined by our guests today. Um He's a journalist, and I think of journalism, and I think of the the pantheon of great headlines that have stood out. I'm thinking of things here like Dewey defeats Truman, uh, Ford to City drop dead. You know, some of these truly iconic headlines. And then I think of one that came up over at NJ.com recently, which I think clearly joins, if not tops, that list, which is this one-pound mozzarella stick almost killed me. That was the headline on an article I, I recently was privileged to read. And the author of said article, Jeremy Schneider, is here to walk us through that article and the experience. Jeremy, congrats, headline alone. You must be so thrilled that that one got through. Well, I got to give credit where credit's due. My great editor, Bobby Olivier, came up with that headline. Um, there, there was some spitballing, but that's what we, I mean, that was his idea. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if the article could win a Pulitzer, but the headline should, I don't know if that's a category or not, but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, you know, I thought it was a fun story and it was gonna be a good story, but, uh, that headline really encapsulated the experience and, uh, and, uh, you know, captured the, you know, the interest of social media, be like. The thing went stupid viral, and all, all because of a mozzarella stick. And frankly, I'm I'm uh, I'm very proud to be part of it. And listen, don't sell yourself short on this. The potential for this Pulitzer thing, because the article itself, there's a lot of. I'm not even making a food pun here. A lot of meat on its bones. 
And I think we can all agree it's been a slow news year, slow news year. So who knows? Maybe this can rocket to the top. I can't. I don't know if there's any other issues in the news that could possibly trump the fact that you. Yeah, nothing's happening. Bloomfield. So the Brookdale in Bloomfield, one pound mozzarella stick. Now, on top of it, the thing that was most shocking in the article, you say it's the best mozzarella stick you've had. Yeah, it was incredible. And look, I am full disclosure. I'm. I've gotten some hate on Twitter for my take on mozzarella sticks. Uh, mm. I love mozzarella sticks, but I still think that they are the inferior um, presentation of mozzarella, which is the best cheese in the world. Yep. I want it. I like it fresh. I like it fresh. Just give me a, maybe a little balsamic, yep. uh, some maybe make it a, you know with some t- tomato and basil. But look, I love mozzarella sticks. Fine. And this one. I was very ready for it to be disappointing just because so many times restaurants do the, the big, you know, the, the, the giant food thing or the crazy food thing. And they do it for Instagram or for, you know, social media or whatever. And then it falls flat. This thing was delicious, man. It was like, it was a high quality mozzarella stick. Uh, I talked to chef uh, Jonathan Kavarakis, who's the head chef there. And they said that it took them a long time to perfect it. uh, And they really did because it, 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 um, it maintained its shape and uh and its integrity I'm t- something i'm talking about like a like the titanic or something um but uh it, it maintained it the whole time and even, even as i mean it's it's so big it took a while for me to even eat half of it the whole it was never like all right i'm done this is gross now this is weird now it was it was good from beginning to end i i know exactly what you mean too novelty items they attract news like i know o bagel and hoboken has the the like gigantic Taylor ham, egg and cheese bagel. That's like as as big as the table itself. I don't know that that's known for being their best product, but it certainly gets them a lot of people lining up at the door. It sounds to me like what the chef at the Brookdale has done is made a mozzarella stick. That is a fantastic shareable appetizer at the end of the day. Once you get past Share- the histrionics of huge <laughs> mozzarella stick. Shareable, the important part of that. <laughs> shareable. Or if you know, if you want to be a complete Gavone like me and just try to eat the whole thing, but, I mean, I could have eaten the whole thing. I'm confident. Uh, would I have that? It might have actually killed me. But um, you know, it's you know, with great food comes great responsibility, right? Comparatively, like right? You think of like a pound of cheese. Like you go to the gym, you pick up a one pound weight. You're like nothing. But then <laughs> eat it. <laughs> eat that weight. But then eat that weight. <laughs> and you're like, nah. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I uh, I was one woozy, pound man. Of cheese. One, a pound of cheese, and just I was sitting there. At, I mean, I went midday. I didn't tell them I was coming. I, most of the times when I go to a restaurant, I don't want them to know I'm coming, so I can get mm-hmm. the authentic experience. Um, but um, yeah, they. Uh, it was just me, and I mean, it was a pretty dead day at the restaurant, and it was just me and a giant stick of mozzarella and uh, a waitress who was cracking up the whole time because Are you she in- said people. I'm so I'm yes. so sorry, but were you were you interested when you were eating it? Like, I got to see how this is made. Or uh, were you so, like you just you you magician? You stay, you do your tricks, and I'll. I was I was I was thinking about it, and we're actually going back to the Brookdale next week to do a video on how it's made oh, uh, right. because there was just so much yeah. interest. And I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, do they take like a just a bunch of like string cheese and like and like squeeze it together and throw it in the fryer? But I'm sure there is some proprietary method that they have to to this madness. And uh, I I can't wait to see it. But the whole th- I was I was too busy thinking about eating it to think about how it was actually made at that point. And what's funny is I didn't even get to do the cool like cheese pull thing um, that you know I feel like the best part of getting mozzarella because I was like I was treating it like fine dining. I was like it was like I was at Peter Luger eating a steak with a steak knife. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it, it was, I, I was, and I mean, I knew it would be a fun story, but I, I didn't expect it to blow up like this. And, you know, and the, what's funny is I've been trying to get to the Brookdale for a long time. I I mean, I'd heard a lot of good things about that restaurant and it's actually, it's funny. It's, it's down the street, it's on broad street, down the street from Halston's, you know, iconic. And, but, but that stretch of broad street has been kind of transient. There's been a bunch of new restaurants opening. Like I, I grew up not that far from, I grew up in Montclair, like, probably half a mile from there. And I, so I spent a decent amount of time on that stretch and there was never a restaurant that really like made a, you know, found its footing there. So it seems like the Brookdale has, and they have a, a cool eclectic menu that, you know, like they do chicken parm, they do birria tacos, they do one pound mozzarella sticks. Cause why not? And, uh, and it's, it's, it's cool to see, you know, some, some traction there and that they, they got a cool, a cool vibe there. And I'm, I'm excited to try more food there other than the mozzarella stick, but it is worth the trip just for the mozzarella stick for sure. 
I have to imagine your job, which is an enviable position. Like there's a lot of people who would love to be one of the food writers at a newspaper, you know, let alone in Jersey where food is generally as good and as diverse as it is. I have to imagine one of the quiet joys for you has to be when there's a restaurant like the Brookdale and you say you've seen it in a stretch that's kind of transient and you know, oh, this article just went viral and that's funny and it's overwhelming for me and I get a kick out of it. But it also probably means their business is going to be, at least for the next few months, it's probably going to be a lot of people showing up who maybe wouldn't have been to try this mozzarella stick. To be able to help a small business like that, that's got to be one of the joys of what you do. Absolutely. Uh, You know, the past couple of years have been so depressing for everyone with, with the pandemic and everything. And the industry has been ravaged. And so, I mean, like it was so hard reporting on it. So, so important to report on it, but also so hard to just hear these, you know, these horror stories and these people whose their, you know, their dreams and their livelihoods are at stake. So to, to finally be able to, like, and while I was doing that, I would talk to them and be like, Oh, by the way, that time you wrote about our pancakes. Yeah. We sold out for like a week. Or like, yeah, like ever since that article, like business has been booming. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a super fun job. And it's also, it is, I mean, really, really special uh, when I, when I hear, and I try not to think about it because I'm just some guy who gets to go eat food and, and, and do it for a living. It's a very fun job. And if, and I try to put the spotlight on the people that deserve it on the, on the restaurants that deserve it. I mean, on good restaurants, but you know, it's just, it's um when you hear that an article made a difference uh, when people tell me like, yeah, after that business was booming, it's, it's, I try not to think about it too much, honestly. I mean, no, you know, it's, but it's when I do, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a cool thing. Uh, and if I can, if I can find some sort of purpose out of, you know, doing real you know, writing food articles, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. I'm very happy about it. I love that the selflessness, mm-hmm. but let's talk about you for a second, because mm-hmm. like in my career as a comedian, mm-hmm. I once did a special on HBO and a lot of it was about my issues with depression. And now to a lot of the people who find me now and forever, I'm the depression guy. Mm. Um, I had a very weird TV show for a while and there was one episode that went viral with a, we put a celebrity in a dumpster and people come up to me and go, you're the dumpster guy. Are you prepared for the fact that you may at least for a while be the mozzarella stick guy to a lot of people out there. Have you thought about this? The one pound mozzarella stick guy. Yeah. Well, um, I've, I've been, I've had a few titles. Uh, I mean, so I started doing food writing full time in 2019. And uh, I, I mean, before that I was the, I was the Uber guy because I wrote an article about a, a guy that took a, a like a $2,000 Uber from West Virginia to New Jersey. Uh, that went viral. So I was the Uber guy. And then, for a while, I was the pizza guy because Pete Genevieve is my, you know, my beloved coworker, and I were we were doing the nine nine best pizzas. Uh, I could not believe that South Jersey took the number one. I, I, it was shocking. Well, you know, it's it was a it was a heated debate, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, Pete Genevieve is Pete Genevieve, and he got nothing but respect. I learned so much from him, and we went back and forth, but I I was finally convinced, and uh, you know. We'll see. I'm sure we'll be updating that list at some point, uh, and we'll see what's number one at that point. Uh, but I was the pizza guy, and you know, the, I mean, I've been the bagel guy in the past for whenever you know. I did a bagel rankings uh, that that got some traction because I, I, I had plain bagels ranked number two as far as flavors, and people didn't like that. Uh, my <laughs> my friends still give me shit for it all the time. Uh, but, but look, if I if I can be the mozzarella stick guy, I'll take it. It's uh, you know, it's 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 a title that I would I take with uh, with great pride. Now, growing up in Jersey, having an interest in journalism, falling into food journalism, we've talked with Pete on the show before, and he was such a great guy. He's also clearly a guy who's firm in his opinions. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, we yeah. were in the early days of this podcast, we were having a lot of fun with the whole central Jersey debate. And he just very quickly was like, stop it. It's real. It's any County except Morris that starts with an M and Somerset. And I was like, okay, if you say it, then I will never again. Okay. Central Jersey is real. You told me what it is. Somerset hundred and then all the M's that aren't more. Okay. 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 Um, growing up pursuing journalism, Realizing you're going to be working alongside a guy like Pete Genovese, who in my mind, I grew up, I mean, this is the Munchmobile guy. He's more myth than man. 
Are, is there any insight? Is. is there any insight you can give us into the into the iconic Peach Genovese that maybe those of us who are just civilians on the street don't get to see every day? He he is not a myth. He is he is just a, he is a man, and I mean that in the I mean. So I'm incredibly lucky to get to work with him, and, and I grew up wanting to be a sports writer. I didn't read that much about food. I knew who Pete Genovese was, obviously, but I, I mean, then when they're like, "Hey, you're going to be doing food, and you're going to be working with Pete," I was like, "Okay, like, <laughs> let, 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 let's see how this goes." So a very a funny Pete story. My first my first uh, week in features, I moved over to features in 2018. Uh, there was a big debate on the features team where we were going to have lunch, and. And someone suggested a, like a chain restaurant and Pete was like, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. We're going to a diner and that's final. And I was like, okay, we're, I'm going to take the food wreck from Pete Genovese here. I mean, you know, now my coworker and, and then now someone I work with, you know, I mean, not on a daily basis, but very often, but you know, he is, it, it's, it's really an honor to get to work with him. I, I learned so much from him. He's uh, and you know, also when like, you know, when anytime he pays me a comment on my on my work, it's just like okay, that, that's Pete Genevieve saying this was a good story. That's must have done something right. And also, I mean, just you know the the level of respect, the mutual respect. You know, we we have different food opinions. I mean, we we have different takes on things. We like different things, but we still we know how hard. And this sounds silly, but it is a hard job. It, it's I mean, oh yeah, it is, it's it's such an expansive state. There's so much food to eat. And not just, I mean, like knowledge wise, but physically it's, it's a taxing job. I mean, Pete and I both, I mean, exercise is really important for both Pete and myself because, <laughs> you know, if, if, if we didn't do that, it would be a problem. Um, but yeah, he, he's, you know, he, and, and, and I was funny, I was actually listening to your interview with him uh, in preparation for this. And I, and I was, I mean, I was, yep, that's, but it just like, it was just, sound, it sounded like a debate I'd have with Pete, you know, in the, in the office or on Twitter or whatever. I mean, like that's just who Pete is. And, and, and it's really fun to see that uh, he's, he, he knows everything. Is he, there still like, something I, you don't see eye to eye on with him? Is there something that's always a point of contention? <laughs> there is just like, yeah, we're just, we're just going to agree to disagree on this one. One of the great things I have to say <laughs> is in my question and Don's question. Now I see you, Jeremy, the reaction on, on the, um, <laughs> we're on a video stream and I can see you measuring your answer so carefully. <laughs> which is true respect. So Pete, <laughs> sir, if you're out there listening, understand the uh, respect is being paid for sure. Oh, I mean, it's no, nothing but respect. I mean, it, it, like I've learned so much from him. And uh, I mean, as far as I, I look, was, was, so we do see eye to eye on a lot of things, even a few things that came up in the interview. I am not only do I believe central Jersey exists. I think that it's more than North, South, North, Central and South Jersey. I think you're, you're doing Jer Jersey a disservice if you don't acknowledge more. I think you have, you have North Jersey, you have Central Jersey, you have South Jersey, you have the shore, which I think is a yeah. completely different cultural like vibe. You have West Jersey. I don't know. I mean, like that, I mean, like I was out in, um, I was in Netcong yesterday for a pizza story. Uh, and Netcong, I mean, I guess that's North Jersey, but it, I mean, I was on 280 for, or on I-80 for a long time. Felt like I was in West Jersey for sure. So I, so Pete, Pete and I are in agreement on Central Jersey. I am also very tired of the Taylor Ham pork roll debate. I love Taylor Ham. I love pork roll. Call what you want. Let's just eat it. Uh, I mean, I literally, when I write in a story, I, I pretty much go interchangeable. Like, I, like I'll use every, every other line. But my official policy is I call it what it's called on the menu. Like, if I'm down, if I'm down the shore, uh, there's a, there's a, a, there's a spot, I think it's called Beach Shack or, or Bagel Shack. It's, it's in Point Pleasant Beach. And they have a really good uh, pork roll sandwich. And it says pork roll on the menu, so I order pork roll. I don't, like, I don't, like, we, we argue and debate enough every day in New Jersey. Like, if I can avoid one debate and just, like, get my breakfast, I'm going to do it. So, um, Well, it's funny you say that, too, because I know for us. But we do, you know, we do, here, New Jersey's the world. We got, like, we got the show that's me and my high school buddies reminiscing. Then I'll do some stuff that's focused on political interviews. We've interviewed the governor on the show. We, it, Imani Oakley, who's running for Congress. It, it, my, my high school classmate. I love Imani. Oh yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Right. With the Montclair roots. We go away that. Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll do stuff that's kind of breaking down like the culture of Nork trying to do stuff. That's like a little bit more, um, not giving myself too much credit, but just sort of like, mm -hmm. let's do some stuff that's maybe like so, more on sort of like a sociology bent through conversation. The number one things that get reactions overall and that people get mad about 
are Don's dumb food episodes mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> We've talked about like severe pl- – like we had Matt Friedman on who people were fascinated with him. He uh, writes for Politico, does their New Jersey playbook. He was explaining the whole Norcross machine, ballot rigging, this and that. And people were like, oh, that's really fascinating. But they'll get like – furious about Don's opinions on what's the best boiling soda. They don't yeah. get furious about yeah. the South Jersey political machine. Well, I think it's because the like the politics and stuff like that. People, when you start talking about that stuff, sociology, people have a, have a um, step back approach, meaning they're physically, they kind of go, uh, and my body's moving backwards. I don't like this. This is stupid. Right. And I think for the majority of folks, you talk about something food, they step in, they go away. Oh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, you don't because it's something that they're so passionate about yeah. that they in their heart know, whereas politic, you know, politics, you know, the social aspects of things. I think it's a little bit more of a I need to navigate and dance I mean, around a little head. bit. I don't understand. I don't want to offend people. No one gives a shit about offending anyone about food. Unless nope, even nope. you know what I mean? It's just like and there's you must hear it all instances. the time, Jeremy. Oh, you must two words, two, two words, two words. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. And, that, and that's, that is what, I mean, I, I've realized, I mean, I didn't set out to be a food writer. I always liked eating food. When I moved to Jersey city in 2014, fi- like, like discovering the restaurants kind of became a way of like, like for me to know the city and like, Hey, you got to come to, you got to come to Jersey city. You got to come check out this restaurant. You got the, you know, this pizza Raza is really good. You know, this bar Lucky's is really sick. Just like all like things like that. And um, I've come to you know love it even more. And I just connect with, I have such a broader audience. We have such a broader audience because of that, because everyone cares about pizza here. Everyone cares about bagels here. Everyone wants to know what's the next restaurant I should be checking out. What's up with that sandwich? Who, who makes the best, you know, what deli is the best. And it's so intertwined in New Jersey that this, I mean, this rich tapestry of food that, I mean, we care so much. And, and look, you can get pizza anywhere and you can get sandwiches anywhere, but you're not going to get debates and passion and and i mean such a level of engagement and pride mm. uh like you're gonna get new jersey and it, it's I mean, also fun too it's oh, so you much know fun. like you argue about politics you could lose a friend sometimes because you truly don't understand s- certain deep-rooted things but arguing over the best pizza like looking your best friend in the eye going like you're a moron you're a fucking <laughs> idiot i honestly think you are stupid because you like this flat you know whatever it's so fun, and it's so no fun. One's, yeah, no one's wrong. I mean, it's just like it's you just think you're wrong. right. Some people are wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some I've, people I've are wrong. No, no, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Yeah, but we're no, also no, no. in a state. I, I take that back. A lot of people are wrong. We also live in a state too, where you go. I read your pizza list, and it, again, like it's, I, I again, we brought you here because the mozzarella stick article is so funny, and the headline so funny, and the experience so funny. But I'm glad it's opening up to this broader conversation. Of course. Um, one of the things about this state that I love as well is like the pizza list. You do so much, you, you, you on your own and Pete on his own and you two together. These lists are epic. Um, I feel like they give me so much pride in the state. And then I read, oh, I think it was Hamilton, right? Was where the top one was. Uh, it was in Burlington, somewhere, somewhere down there, right? Well, now, now I need to look because I know I know it's pizza crime, and let me. But to me, I go, look. I'm sitting here that, going. I'm an S. Haddonfield. Haddonfield. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Haddonfield. Yeah. So yeah. I sit here. I'm going, man. I'm from West Star. My mom grew up down the street from the Star Tavern. You're going to tell me the fucking best pizzas in Haddonfield. But the other great thing about Jersey is like that feels so far away to my cultural experience. But if I really want to try it. I can be there in 90 minutes. And that's true exactly. for most things in this state. Mm-hmm. It's another fun aspect of what we have going on here. It is such a diverse state. And there's, I mean, just, I mean, and it's funny that the central Jersey debate seems silly, but it, I mean, like there are such different, I mean, such different vibes and such different cultures and, and like little pockets throughout the state. And yeah, you can go down to, I mean, Collingswood feels a whole lot different than, you know, than orange for star tavern, which is, you know, I mean, Iconic. I mean, when I like, if I had one last pizza meal in New Jersey, it would be a Star Tavern, Same. hands down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and it's. I'm, I'm. Thank you for the, the nice words about the the list because you know it is fun, and we you know we do get all. I mean, it is also a lot of pressure because you don't want to miss anything, and there right. are and, and you're gonna you're gonna miss things. I mean, 
we could have done 900, we could have 9,999 pizza places in New Jersey. That's how much good pizza there is here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's such a cool state. And I, I don't think I realized how special New Jersey was until I left. So I, I went to college at Maryland and after growing up here and like, it was just like, you like I realized West like, Orange high school. Was it just all kids from West Orange? Cause half of so many Jersey kids, half of West Orange high goes to the <laughs> university of Maryland. The other yep, half goes yep. to Rutgers. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, um, and you, you, you leave and you're just like, Oh yeah. So you guys don't have bagels here, huh? Like, Oh, this is, this is what you call pizza. And then like, and then, you, and then you like link up with all your Jersey friends down there and you're talking about the spots that you, you miss and like, Oh, we got to go to Hershey's and Westfield. They get a sandwich or we got to, we got to go back to star when we're back in town. I mean, like you don't get that. And like every state has their own food or what they're proud of, but it's just, it just hits different in Jersey. And we to probably, be able to document probably, that is special. We probably got crab cakes just as good as the stuff they got down there too. <laughs> probably got seafood as good as Maryland's. Next, next story. Probably. Pete and I got it right away. Since you're here, Don and I, in the course of one of our episodes in the regular rhythm of things, we had this conversation where I realized something about myself that I think is an Achilles heel of mine and that ties into my Jersey pride, my Jersey upbringing, where we were talking about uh, we've had like in the course of conversation, we talked about Porta. We did a review of Porta. Mm-hmm. We talked about how it turns into a nightclub. Um, and I sort of started saying like, is that a knock against it? And Don's going, well, what's that have to do with the food? We had another episode where we talked about um, toast and Don mentioned, you know, they're in Montclair and Asbury park. And I, I forget which other, and I go, Oh, if they're only in those towns, are they trying to be too fancy for us? <laughs> and I realized Jersey, so much of the food we fight about, it's the working class food, right? It's the, and that, that is Jersey, blue collar pride. Like it's Taylor ham, it's pizza, it's bagels, it's hot dogs, it's, it's diners. It's, but I almost wonder, is that an Achilles heel overall? Because the fine dining doesn't get as much hype here. Now, some of that is because a lot of people maybe, can't go and drop that much on a meal and therefore it gets talked about less. But there's also a part of me that goes, I'm like co-hosting the show where Don does the food reviews and I react and I'm sitting here and going out. This has nothing to do with the actual bite of food I'm taking. I am mad at the idea that something might feel pretentious. Is that an Achilles heel of Jersey? Cause we got good fine dining stuff too. I just inherently don't like it because I'm from the down the hill section of West orange and it feels like I'm, I'm, programmed to reject anything that treads on pretentious that's a very interesting question and i think one thing i noticed pretty early on within my food writing and and you got to cover the whole state you have to cover every you know aspect of food you have to cover you know the hole in the wall divey spots you got to cover the fine dining spots uh and i and i love it all jersey i mean there's tons of great fine dining here uh for my money I would say that Heirloom Kitchen in Old Bridge is the best restaurant in New Jersey. It's expensive. Uh, It's hard to get a reservation, but it is incredible. Uh, David Vienna, who uh, was on Top Chef and is now just blown up big time. It's, it's amazing, but you know, I mean, it's, I mean, like you have to find that balance, you know, like you have to find like, like I'm, and one thing is you can't, most people can't have fine dining all, I mean, multiple times a week or every day or whatever. Meanwhile, you can get pizza every day. You can get bagels every day. You can, you know, hit, you can hit Rutz Hut or, you know, hot grill or whatever. Every, I mean, you shouldn't do it every day because you'll die. Take it from me, but you can, it's, it's accessible. And, and I mean, I admire when I talk to someone and if you can talk to me about heirloom kitchen and hot grill, okay, well, you, you've run the gamut. You're, you're doing everything. And, and like, as long as you don't lose, uh, as long as you don't become so enamored with the with the high concept fanciness of it all, um, then I think you're fine. And and I mean, for me, when I think when I think heirloom kitchen, look, the, the service is incredible. It's an elevated dining experience without question. But what I think about is how goddamn good that duck tastes. No matter what, like the duck is always on the menu there. It's it's kind of David David's specialty, and, and that's what it comes down to. It's, it's I don't care how good the service is. I don't care how like how good this thing looks on Instagram if it doesn't taste good, you know. And that's and I think that's what we're all looking for. I mean, obviously, the sense of nostalgia that comes with eating at our favorite places, just you know, like the place we've been going to for years and years, and it tastes exactly the same. Maybe it doesn't even like my favorite pizza place in Montclair 
is Mr. Dino's. Is it the best pizza I've ever had? Absolutely not. It's on the list. It made the 99 list, but it's not the best, but it's what I grew up having. So I think that's also another factor in the situation. People want that nostalgia. People want that, you know, to be reminded of, you know, what they've been doing for years and years. So it's, you got to strike that balance, but don't, I mean, don't, don't be afraid to find dining. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's really special in, you know, in moderation at the right time, but Jersey definitely. Yeah. I also think it's a control thing too, because I think people's lives feel so, if you want to go, if you want to go psychological on it and go deep, and I just might be pulling this right on my ass, but I just feel like, why we go back to those nostalgic places is because life is usually out of control. There are new yeah. things and we don't like them. So we're just going to go to the place where we, where we know and we understand and why we have our spots because, and why places don't change and why people are afraid of change and all that stuff goes into food because you go to your spot and you go like, fuck, I remember everything through this bite of food. I mean, it's such a link to memories. It's amazing. Why? That's why I love food so much is the discovery of new memory you know creating new memories having that duck for the first time you probably remember it it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's i've been to places where i go i mean gether and i went to blue hill together and like i wow. will still remember mm. aspects of this is many years ago but i still remember very clear aspects get look like uh you know you had no idea what was going on half the time. I felt like you were, you were out of your league, which was hilarious to me. That was one of the best aspects. You saw me feeling like I didn't, you saw the imposter. You're like, I don't belong here. Yeah. I don't belong here. Meanwhile, this person's talking for nine straight minutes about a bite of bread and and, and the (laughs) churn of butter. And they're like, yeah, brought us to a room where they were cooking mushrooms in manure do you remember yeah, that? 100% true. Yeah, the heat from their composting heated the mushrooms. Where I was like, and now, now I'm going to go with Jeremy because Jeremy, I think, said something so beautiful. It's like, who gives a shit what they're cooking it in? Does the mushrooms taste amazing? Guess what? They fucking tasted amazing. They were great. Yeah. I don't give you, you cook, cook them in fucking dog shit. I don't care. <laughs> they were delicious. Cool as hell. Cool as hell. Hey, you want to feel special sometimes, but I'm with you. Like the service, I think. Almost, if you go to a place, it's so cool. I just, I think it's, it's going on a, it's going on a ride. It's like anything like that. Like, oh, the service is great, but at the end of the day, you want to have a really good bite of food. So I, I'm, I'm always torn with fine dining. I think I err towards that because I like new things and I like just to see people push boundaries. But I'm also thinking, and I'm rambling. And apologies, Jeremy, but I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, and because I often do, because it's like you have my dream job. So I'm like. <laughs> Am I going into some of these places, especially fine dining places, with a little bit of a bias in my head? Because you go into a mom and pop shop and you go, I have no interest in destroying these people. Like if something's a little off, you're, I, I would feel like, and then maybe this is just me talking, I would feel like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt more than someone oh, like sure. a big swinging dick could be like, hey, try this, you know, moose, this, this like, you know, whatever, this thing's coming out of, you know, whatever they're doing, some funky shit. So I, how do you, how do you not go in there biased? You know, how do you not go into a place where you go, this is a, this chef is just like the, the, it's so hard. It's like playing against peewee football versus like professional. And it's like, you're not going to run over kids. And that's maybe, that's maybe disingenuous of me to, to mm-hmm. kind of create that, um, that level. But I know I you're saying just, though. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this no, is well, I'm well, not a writer. I'm a fucking Goomba and you do the writing, but <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's hard not to, is no. it hard not to go into these places with a little bit of a like bias and being like, I need to really just go even on this. Like, how do you approach that? It's a it's a it's a difficult balance of wanting to be informed about a place mm-hmm. without being you know, pre, you know, predisposed to feel away about a place. Yeah. So I found myself in an interesting situation uh, recently. A, a new mm-hmm. pizza place opened in Rutherford called Song in Napoli. And they're very revered in New York. And headline. That was a that was a fun. That was another Bobby Olivia special. He's a, he's a, our headline mastermind. Uh, but you know, and I tried to convey in the story that the pizza was good. It just I had heard rave reviews about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is good. This isn't." I didn't think it was better than Rotsa in Jersey City. I didn't think it was better than Bivio in Montclair. And and I mean I felt like I don't look I don't want to write negative things I don't mm-hmm. because, I mean first of all the industry has been through enough I, I yep. mean I, but also just like I'm not a negative person I don't want to I don't want to be the guy like I don't want people to be ner- first of all I don't want people to know that I'm coming to the restaurant anyway but even if, if they do know I'm coming 
I don't want them to be nervous. I want them to be excited. Like, oh shit, Jeremy Schneider's coming. Cool. Like, like we'll probably write something silly and it'll be funny or whatever. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I definitely, you have to keep these things in mind. Mm. Uh, you know, like, well, this place has a reputation. I, and, and I, and, and you can't just rubber stamp everything to everything is great. Like, you know, every, 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 I don't only write positive reviews for that reason, because I mean, you right. need to maintain your, your, uh, you know, your authenticity. Need to trust and, you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so it's funny because Bobby, my editors are also a music writer and he writes about Bruce Springsteen all the time. And some, I mean, he wrote a very critical review of Western stars, one of his most recent albums. And he was, and you know, you're not allowed to say anything bad about Bruce Springsteen, New Jersey. But I really commended Bobby for it because legends get held to legendary status. Mm -hmm. And so if I go to, you know, if I'm going to, if I go to a restaurant that has a claim or status or, you know, like, I'm not afraid to say, I think this is a touch overrated or like, mm -hmm. I didn't think this was that great. Like, I get why people like this, but here's my take. But, but mm -hmm. it's, it is hard. It is very, mm -hmm. very hard. Uh, and I, I mean, what's funny. So a lot of the times I'll, I talk about the price of food. And my, my friend's like, what do you care? You're not paying for it. Because I mean, I, you know, <laughs> company, company car doing work. But I have to, that's that's a factor though. And like, I might be like, this was really good, but we paid, it should not have right. been $30 Great or whatever. And then, look, Great point. Yep. And, that's, and that's a factor. And look, I mean, all in another, I mean, it must be said that the industry is so, I mean, supply chain stuff is crazy and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, supply, supply prices are up like crazy. So that's a factor, but you, you, I always, I'm always thinking about how much something actually costs and I'm not afraid to pay. If something's really, really good, I'm happy to pay for it. And also, I mean, I should have said this at the top. If you're eating out right now, you should be tipping your ass off. I mean, uh, I've, 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 been, I've been on the, I am up on my, uh, my soapbox about this 20% minimum, uh, no matter, I mean, barring 100%. catastrophe, um, because you know, too. I've been 25% minimum totally, yes, just yes, during no. this, just to, uh, not to toot my own horn, but just to, just to be like, this is a, this is the fucking yeah, where I'm at. Yeah. Like, fuck the, yeah. even the twenty percent for me because these no, people are just, putting their ass on the line. To feed I, us. I mean, yes, to feed. <laughs> and, and and you know when you're going and, and I, I will, I'll be completely honest. I had, I've had an internal debates every time I've gone out to eat during this pandemic. I mean, and and in December I was very very dicey on it, and then mm. January came around, things were getting a little bit better, and I was like, look, I mean, I just I need to do my job. I'm going to wear a mask or whatever, and, mm -hmm. and be safe. But you know, it's all, I mean they're we're at these restaurants because we want to be they're at those restaurants because they have to be right. so i have i mean i always had respect for the service industry i was a i was a waiter at a restaurant in montclair for about three months it did not go well um <laughs> but but um it's such a Thanks hard for job. three months <laughs> yes exactly uh, it, it is this industry is so hard in the best of times and these are the worst of times so okay. if you're i mean support 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 tip 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 and uh, you know um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky and it's dicey, but to, to bring it back to the, um, fine dining versus mom and pops, there's one restaurant that I think perfectly, you know, melds the two. It's called 15 Fox place in Jersey city. I've I, I wrote about it a few years ago. It is a restaurant that is out of a family's the house they used to live in. They're a catering company that now does uh dinners out i mean out of this house and it's just it's just it's just like eating in a house it's not a restaurant it's a house with tables in it and it's it's italian food it's classic like italian american like beautiful food there's no menu they just bring out courses oh, and yeah. bring out this courses is, i just like uh, that picture it, this is my jam yeah and it feels like you're just eating in in a family's house like you're, you're it's a, you're at a family it's like sunday dinner and it's it's it, it balances fine dining with like with mom and pops like like vibes so well. It's I think I mean at last I checked I think it's ninety dollars a head and it's BYOB and it's like the best ninety dollars you can spend. The the food is just it, it, the food is great and the experience is even better. So if you're if that's the that's the best of both worlds right there. I love it. I also got to say just to shout out something else. I love that you brought up heirloom and you just said it's an old bridge because that's not that's not Red Bank. That's not. Asbury Park. That's not Montclair. I think of Old Bridge. I think of my time at Rutgers. I'm like, that's Route One. That's like <laughs> yeah. you're getting down towards some strip club territory down there. You don't think <laughs> of like the ultimate fine dining in New Jersey. Uh, you know, you know what I think too. Because it's funny. I grew up, Jeremy. I mean, you will know the exact neighborhood. I grew up right near Colgate Park in West Orange. Um, mm -hmm. Like for a bunch of years on one side of it, right next to um, Jimmy Buffs and Star Tavern. 
and then over by Our Lady of Lords School, yeah. like right by the border of Montclair. And as we talk about this side of it, sort of like culturally, you know what I think about? I go, because Jimmy Buffs means a lot to my family. Like my mom mm-hmm. has been going there. She grew up on Liberty Street, West Orange. She's been going there since it opened its West Orange branch. I go down there still. Um, like uh, my picture's on the wall from an article I wrote in Weird New Jersey about them. And I take great pride in that, that I've helped send business their way. Um, took my son there as soon as he was old enough. He did not like it. And we were all laughing. I was like, kid's smart kid. You know, like he's, he's good, good self-preservation instincts. Like, I'm not kidding when I tell you, every time I dated a girl and it felt like it might get serious, I would take her out to Jersey. We'd go to Jimmy Buffs because I knew if you don't like this, like it, you're not going to like certain aspects of me. It's just a piece of it. But here's something that I think about in Jersey. We all know you can drive 10 minutes and you can go from mansions to public housing and everything in between. And I think when you're, when you're there on a, at a lunch hour in Jimmy Buffs, when it's really picking up and you look at that line at the door, you'll see a lot of construction boots. You'll see a lot of guys in Carhartt jackets. You know, this is like working class lunch, but then you might see a BMW pulling and stop and that person gets out in line. There's a quiet pride, I think, for all of us to go, yeah, they'll come down here because this food is just that fucking good. But like now I live in Morris County and I had a TV show. I made a little money, not making as much as I made a few years ago, but Don's been to my house. is much nicer than the neighborhood I grew up in. I got live, a lawn. I got a lawn. I worry too much about it. But I live like not that far from Jockey Hollow in Morristown, not that far <laughs> from 99 Acres where was it the King of Morocco donated the land that became 99 Acres? Like um, I haven't been to either of them. I don't necessarily feel mm-hmm. comfortable. If I go there, it's going to be like someday for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jimmy Buffs, the person in the Mercedes might get out and go, it's so good that I'll drive down to that neighborhood and mm-hmm. summit for a while. Star Tavern, same neighborhood, right? You'll see some yeah. real fancy cars mm-hmm. there. I feel like the people waiting in that line, though, they don't know that they don't feel like they own the right type of jacket to get into the other places I need. It doesn't go in both directions, which is a bummer. And it's interesting as we talk out loud to realize like food culturally in that way ties into so many of the larger issues in Jersey of classism, of density, of I mean, certainly immigrant populations affect food all the time. There's food you're covering now that I bet Pete wasn't covering 10, 15 years ago because those people literally had not moved into a certain neighborhood yet that now has become known for that type of food. Everything moves quick and kind of goes from the bottom up. What an interesting thing to think about, at least for me. I don't. I hope the listeners aren't bored by it. But no, the, I, I mean, the working I, class places when the rich people come and slum it. I think you kind of go, yeah, that's a win for us. But I don't know that people feel like they can walk onto the other territory if they're the working class reps, you know? So it's, it's funny you say this because I had kind of a, uh, I, I had a dichotomy situation, you know, the best of both worlds situation. I was down, this is in Jersey. I was, I was in Philly uh, with a friend, uh, I guess a month ago, and we were hitting dives and we were getting cheesesteaks. And then I was also able to get us a reservation at Zahab, this Israeli restaurant in Philly, which is like renowned. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a food writer. I eat at a plenty of fancy restaurants for work, but yeah, I was, I was a little intimidated. I heard about this restaurant like crazy and I walked in and they were super nice. And they were, you know, I mean, like, I don't think I was wearing anything fancy. And they, I mean, we sat at the bar and ate and I mean, like they had the tasting menu and everything. I think some of it is, self i mean just just being like hey like maybe i don't belong what what is belonging anyway but like go to i mean go to jockey hollow just to go to jockey hollow man like i I, like and 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 maybe and maybe you won't like it but like i mean if you you know i I think people need like it's 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 difficult i look i'm not intimidated by any food thing just i mean i can't be professionally but like just trying something new and, and hey maybe it sucks or maybe you didn't like the vibe or maybe it was pretentious or whatever but at least you tried. And I mean, I, one of my favorite, I mean, like you talk about like getting to know people through food. When I talk to someone about food and I realize that they're not a picky eater, I'm like, okay, we're going to get along. We're going to be fine because like, I, I want someone, I mean, I, I want friends and people that are down for anything food wise. And like, look, maybe they have something they don't, they like or don't like, but it's, I mean, life's too short to, to limit what you're going to eat. You know, I mean, like 
experience everything, try something you never tried before. And, and I mean, and maybe it'll be your new favorite thing. Um, I, I love it. I think you make it. Yeah. You make a very interesting point though about, I mean, like when it comes to, you know, people trying different things or, you know, like rich people going to dives or whatever. I just, I mean, I just hope when people go do that, they're not just driving in and out or like, I mean, like yeah. pay attention and, and listen. And, and when you go to that dive spot, like, I mean, I, I mean, it's, and I guess it's easier said than done or whatever, but it's, and I mean, just don't I mean, don't just think of it as like a food thing. I mean, like realize when you go to, you know, I mean, like I think of beyond PETA in Montclair, which is a very small family owned shop. It's, it's not, it's, it's not far from, from church street and like the like fancy downtown area, but, and like everyone just goes to it because it's amazing. And I, and, I, and then I see people coming in and they're, and they're, t- and they're chopping up with the owner and they're, you know, and they, I mean, like they know, they know people and it's like, okay, maybe that's Montclair. Maybe that's be people appreciating good food, wherever, however it looks or wherever you can get it. Cause you, you can have incredibly fancy food in Montclair, or you can just have the best damn falafel you're going to, you're ever going to have. I've been to Israel and nothing I had in Israel touched what I had a Beyond Pita in Montclair. Damn. So, I mean, I've had it. I've had it food from Beyond yeah, Pita. You're not the, kidding. The, it's, their cheesesteak's incredible too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you, and I guess I hope when people go tr- tr- try these food things, they, they immerse themselves and they're not just, all right, we're going to run in and grab Jimmy Buffs and be out of here because, you know, like this doesn't look like our neighborhood or whatever. Like, yeah. Just, I mean, and, and, and when it comes down to it, and this, I mean, this is just like a through, uh, through line through all this. Show respect. Like when you when you go when you go there. I mean, don't talk. I mean, listen to what I mean. Listen around you. Talk. I mean, talk to your server like a person. Talk to your whoever's making the food like a person. I mean, and 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 they pick up on that immediately. I mean, I mean, and I think people in general pick up on that immediately. If you show show respect, you get respect. And uh, yeah, I mean, don't. I mean, it's um. There's so much good food out there, and there's so many. and And the best part of writing about food is the stories behind the food. So, you, and if and if you spend five minutes talking to the person, or you know, it's not not rushing through your order, or whatever, you might get you might get a little bit of that story. I love it. I love exactly what you're saying, and and mm-hmm. it it makes me clear too of um that goes in all directions too. Like I was just reading um about the opening of. 1776 in Morristown, which is like mm-hmm. a new fancy fine dining place. And and whoever's mm-hmm. opening that, that chef has opened many restaurants before, mm-hmm. but takes the same amount of pride and you can go. And like the first thing we, had, we ever reviewed on the show is Jimmy Buffs here. And I remember mm-hmm. saying to Don, like, do you feel like there's artistry to cooking an Italian hot dog? And we kind of discussed that. And then I sit here, I go, when you go to Jimmy Buffs, I think you're totally right. That neighborhood, and I grew up there, so I feel like I could mm-hmm. say it that neighborhood has bumps and bruises. It does not necessarily look like a place you want to like hang out. You're not going to put down a picnic blanket and soak in the scenery <laughs> right around Jim, Jimmy Buss. But mm-hmm. the odds are that Tommy is the guy cooking your sausage sandwich and his dad cooked the most of my life and his grandfather literally invented Italian hot dogs. So this is, that's a rare, that's rarefied air to go. This is the grandson of the person who invented it. It's the same reason I like, learned about it through yours and Pete's writing. Elizabeth, there's a town that for a kid from the suburbs like me, I'm like, ah, that's a tough town. There's not really much reason for me to go. Now I've learned about the Cosmos. I've never been to the Cosmos and I'm reading that the family is trying to find somebody to take over. And I know one of the daughters runs a suburban version, you know, in Metuchen, I think like another yeah. outpost of it. So I know I can get it, but I'm like, how the fuck am I going to live 41 years in Jersey, be such like Mr. Let's shout to those about how great Jersey is. And this place mm-hmm. exists. And because I'm like, uh, there's no reason for me to go to Elizabeth. Cause I've always heard Elizabeth is tough. That's what I was conditioned as a kid. And there's like handmade Italian ice that everybody who has ever tried it is like, you'll never want store-bought Italian ice ever again. You absolutely will not. You will <laughs> not. I have, I have a, I have a very funny uh, Elizabeth story. So, I my I think that my favorite article I've ever written. I spent a day at Santillo's uh, oh, and without Santillo, I there I have yeah, been. What yeah, a yeah. weird and joint, man! So well, the best part is I didn't know Al. I had never been there before. I just had heard tell of him and heard he was a character and heard the pizza was amazing. And I cold called him and I was like, "Hey, Al, uh, Mr. Santillo," which he told me not to call him. Uh, uh, my name is Jeremy Stein. I'm a food writer at NJ.com. I'd love to come spend a day at the shop. And I'm mean, like, big ass, not saying, hey, can we do an interview? Or like, hey, can I like come try your pizza? Hey, I want to spend a day with you. 
in a, small, was, in a place yeah. that's like smaller than most people's like a shoe spare box bedroom. of a pizzeria. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, smaller than my apartment, and this is a small apartment. Um, and and he was like, "All right, what the hell, kid? Come through." And uh, I mean, I figured I was going to be like a fly on the wall, and you know, like take notes and blah blah blah. Nah, this guy put me to work immediately. You know, I get in there, and he goes, "Wash your hands, get to fo- get to the dough." And I was like, "I I don't know what I'm doing." And like. By the end of the day, I was interviewing him while I was cutting pizzas, while I was like taking order. Like it was so oh, fun. I mean, like, and, and I got to just do, I mean, do like a TikTok of the day, like, like, all right, here's what happened at 9 a.m., blah, 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 blah. And it was so much fun. And like, and I didn't know this guy. And like, I'm just, I mean, like, I'm a kid from Montclair. I haven't spent much time in Elizabeth. Uh, but, but I mean, you, I went in there with just, I mean, like, no, no, uh, no assumptions. No, just, just completely. I'm here for this experience. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And now Al is, I mean, like, I mean, we, we, he's one of my favorite people to talk food with. And, and I talk, you know, the pizza industry or whatever's happening. He always, he always has the scoop on what's happening in Elizabeth. Uh, and so one day, I, I mean, like now I like go, I try to go back every, every couple months and get some pizza because the pizza is just damn good. And I went there with a buddy who had never had it before. And then, Al heard that we we're going to go to the Cosmos. It was, oh, you going to Cosmos? Oh, let me let me send you a little something for Nancy. And he made some some pepperoni bread. He said, bring the, bring this over to Nancy. And then we we so we get to Cosmos. I was like, by the way, this is from Al. He goes, oh, Al made me this. Oh, let me send you some ice for Al. And then so <laughs> I, I and then I'm, we're going back from the Cosmos to Santillos with the ice. And Al's trying and he's trying to get us to send more. So I was like, no, 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 Al, we we've been here all day. We got to like, I got I got things to do, but that. It was the, the that's the the true Elizabeth Bang Bang right there. I was right. like, I mean, no, and I was he's like trying to get you to bring stuff to all the ravioli guys, like oh, all <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. You know, it was so, and like you know, this is. I mean, and I've I've found. I mean, like anytime I've gone and done a story in a place that I didn't know much about, just being open minded and just and just listening and 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 showing respect has, it's always worked out for me. So. And it, it, I love it. And I'm with you. And I've learned it over and over again. When I worked at Weird New Jersey, um, th- I mean, this was over 20 years ago that mm. I, I first, I was just their errand boy, but I had to do deliveries all over. And I remember, I mean, I remember, you know, a lot of this is just different malls and Barnes and Nobles, but also like, hey, we got a distributor in Asbury Park and you got to go pick up an envelope of cash. Or maybe. And this was 20 years ago when you did not want to be walking around Asbury Park with a yeah, of yeah. cash in you know uh, like i saw it all went everywhere and one thing you learn about new jersey really quickly is that everything is more simple than it seems and that's why the people here are so great because i think people are like in all areas of life it's like can you just drive faster because we all want to get where we're going can you just make a decision quicker? We, like, and everything is way more simple than we let it be. And that's one of the things I love about living in New Jersey is just nobody wants things to be overly complicated, but also nothing's totally what it seems. And there's, I don't think there's a single town in this state that when you hear the bullet point of what it's like, that that's totally true. There's always elements of truth. Is Elizabeth a tough town by the standards of a kid who grew up in the suburbs like I did? Yeah, probably. But there's also such community there. And you're from Montclair, which is a perfect example. Like you will probably not be shocked to hear growing up in my section of West Orange, we hated kids from Montclair. Hated uh, and, yep. and then yep, you yep, get, yep. and then you get older and then you're old enough where your parents let you go walk to Bloomfield Ave because that's where the record stores were and we're going to get in our Hell yeah. let it there. rock baby let's going go. to let it rock man let's go and then you get in the fans <laughs> that's what you learn about the shows you get in your comic books at uh, Middle Earth you're getting your copies of Weird New Jersey at the Montclair Book Center and you're starting to realize like oh there's like a countercultural edge to this town that's real this is not just all like boutiques and then you start to realize oh there's people who go to Montclair Kimberly Academy. That's a lot different than going to Montclair High School. A lot different. Sure is. Then you start. Sure going, is. Then you start to really. Then you talk to your parents, and your parents are going, "Oh yeah, no, Montclair High School has always been known as kind of a tough school. Like Montclair was always. We always that was the rich town, but always a tough high school. And then you go, mm. what? Is, and then you find out, like when I talked with Imani, she had so many opinions, and I was so happy to see that things broke. Um, the way they did of she's going, you know, there's a traditionally black neighborhood in Montclair. We can't let them redistrict it and cut those people off from their congressional representation that they trust. And you're going, yeah, I know that section of Montclair. I've had right when you come home from the star and it borders yeah. orange and Glen Ridge, yeah. you go, that's not, that's not the same as when you're walking around on South mountain Avenue back by the art museum. Like 
every you hear about Montclair and if you've never been there, you go, oh, that's like the rich town in Essex County. And then you go, oh no, you spend time there. There's 75 downtowns there. Dude, there's yeah, every there's, time I'm there, I'm like, my because my wife's from there. And poor every sections, time I'm there. tough sections, there's counterculture. Is there's still Montclair. Old hippies. Yeah, no, I'm, I um I it's funny when I when I tell even like Jersey friends that I grew up in Montclair, I get like, oh Montclair, all right, rich boy, like all right, fancy. And I'm like, look, you like my I grew up I was like grew up comfortable, no concerns or anything like that, but like I've not I did not grow up on on you know South Mountain. I I I grew up in a you know a fine house and like I was you know totally fine, but the town is so diverse, and I mean I mean whether it's you know economically or you know like racially, and I mean I think that's changing, which is I mean like really bad. I mean, but what I you know I'm so lucky that I grew up in Montclair because I did get a taste of you know not not everyone in my class looked like me or thought like me or sounded like me or whatever and and you talk i mean the music was insane and the you know the, the food like i mean i grew up in a town with ethiopian food and like i'd like and like my mom, like, do we want ethiopian, ethiopian restaurant i remember so, i remember yeah. when it uh, i f- believe when it opened and everybody was like what even what even is yeah and now that's pretty, and now it's like pretty standard. And I mean, Montclair gets a, you know, and, and look, there are the, you know, the bougie parts and the hoity-toity parts, but like, again, you walk a little bit up Church Street and you you go from Raymond's and, and whatever, and which Raymond's is great, but it's, you know, it's a lot fancier. And then you're, and then you're at, uh, you're at Beyond Pita. You know, that's, uh, I am who I am because of Montclair. And I, I mean, I think it's kind of, it's a, Mike, it, it encapsulates what's really great about New Jersey that, that you have this diversity, you have these, you know, all this difference in a, you know, in a small, you know, in a small pocket it is a town that has, is absolutely not flawless there. I mean, it's getting less diverse. It's getting more expensive. I mean, all, I mean, the majority of my friends, uh, their parent, their families have moved out because the taxes are so high, which is, I mean, a factor for everyone, but you know, I'm, I'm very, very proud to be from Montclair, even though, you know, people roll, people can roll their eyes when they say that I'm from Montclair, but then you, you start, oh, yeah, I, this is this was my experience. This is what I was doing. I was hanging up Bloomville Lab Cafe. I was, you know, I was getting, you know, I was getting slices of Dino. It was like, I, like I wasn't some, you know, uh, well, some, you know, some fancy schmancy dude or anything. So it's, uh, it's an interesting I place. Remember, I remember too in high school and college. It was also the town where it's like, oh, you you got a new summer job and you didn't know that they required a P test for weed screening and your college. <laughs> well, there's a store in Montclair where you can find one of the, you go drink this goo and it'll turn your pee purple. Go to Action day, Park, man, work there. You know, like it's, it's that, uh, it's that town too. And I feel like that's true. true of so many towns. That's true. Well, is, so many is, towns. is there like a, maybe a type of food over the last, say couple of years, even, you know, 10 or so years, that's just kind of started to get a little bit more popular in New Jersey or is it, always kind of stuck to the big old pizza joints that are opening up meaning is it like oh there is a big ethiopian push or ecuadorian is now you know is there is there some sort of trend right now of where they're going i know the last two years have been bonkers crazy uh but i, I, think, I didn't know if it was um, like oh this thing is kind of trending upwards like um neapolitan pizza neapolitan i mean like wow. it's so pizza but, but sure neapolitan pizza is definitely blowing up big time that is no longer hard to find i think i mean uh, Talk, I mean, tacos are, and Mexican food yeah. in general is just, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, so everywhere. It's sushi no longer. I mean, like, you used to be like, oh, do you like sushi? And now, now it's like, I mean, I feel like it's pretty, you know, it's mainstream part of it, people's diets for the most part. Um, I feel similar to Indian food, too. Indian food growing up, I feel like we would have mm-hmm. been like, wait, I'm not sure what that even entails. And now there's right. like entire towns that are known for destination get down towards Edison and oh, yeah. right. Like, and they've always been there. It's just, people are finally, I mean, I think open, people are more, more open food wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, you could eat a good, you, you could eat a different Indian restaurant in Jersey city every day for, for a year and, and, and like try something new every day. And it'd be amazing that the, the Indian food in Jersey city is absolutely insane. And, and throughout New Jersey, we're really what about takeout in general. I was just thinking about takeout because of these last two mm. years. Did you guys ever like do a specific and apologies if you did and I missed it, but like, mm. was there ever like a, all right, we're going to go to these places. Cause at least in LA, some of like the nicer places, they never did takeout quote unquote. I, I guess there's a, you have to distinguish between like takeout, like what it's always been, because I feel like that's kind of, I guess not changed, but I feel like there's more, there were more restaurants to be like to stay in business we have to do a version of takeout, whether it's pre meal oh, yeah. 
you know, did you guys ever, is there like a sp- subset of just being like, Oh, the best takeout places or we did a, up their yeah. game because they moved to this. Cause that's a tough, I think yeah. that's a oh, tough no, transfer. It's very hard. If you've never done we, it before. Yeah. We did a story early, like one of the first weeks of the pandemic. And it's like almost triggering for me to think about this story because like at that point, oh, so we did, happy like, I brought it up. Uh, it can't all be sunshine pizza and rainbows you know um so no so i mean i I did something and it was like we're gonna like i i ordered takeout from like three or four spots that weren't that didn't usually do takeout uh and for you know i was getting things that i was purposely ordering things that like wouldn't you wouldn't think would travel well um i mean i got like a shrimp dish from one spot and i mean Mm -hmm. a few other places and yeah i mean it is such a challenge it is i mean and I talk in depth with restaurants about how they like, I mean, especially like even like pot, like, like, like Italian restaurants, pasta doesn't travel well necessarily. Mm-hmm. And they, they would like change the amount of sauce or they'd, they'd cook mm-hmm. it a little less because it was going right. to cook in the, yep. in the tin but, or in the, the, the dish or whatever. And um, it's so many places reinvented themselves or, I mean, doing to go drinks or like right. make your own, make your own meal kits, that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and I mean, I remember I hit, I kind of hit a wall on the takeout, whatever stuff. <laughs> it was it was actually fittingly on on January sixth, twenty twenty one, which is a you know just the worst day ever. <laughs> I was so I'm, I'm, so I, I was going to a spot called uh, called uh, called uh, Chaffee Taco. I believe, or, uh, this is the worst thing that happened that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no. So, I mean, I gotta look it up now to make sure I'm. <laughs> I always, I, 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 oh yeah, Cha, it's Chaffee Taco in Union City. Really good birria tacos. That the birria mm-hmm. tacos are like mm-hmm. massively, tra- I mean, massively trendy. So I, it's January, it's January sixth. It's bitterly cold. I'm picking up these birria tacos that come with with, with uh, consummated dip it in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I wasn't comfortable eating in the. Re- I don't even know if they were eating indoors yet because it was mm-hmm. January and, and then it was crazy. And I'm bringing it in my car. I'm like, I can't really eat this in my car. I, I you know, I do that plenty. But this, I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this back to my place. I get back to my place. I'm sitting at this table right here and it's like, it's already getting a little cold. And I was mm-hmm. like, annoyed. I was like, man, I'm re- I really just miss the process of like actual right. dining. It just doesn't I mean it's hard to judge food like that. And then I That's turn on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck do you judge that stuff? It's like, it's, it's really hard. And then, and then of course I turn on the TV and the, and the world's on fire. And people are storming <laughs> the Capitol. So, um, but yeah, it's, and and I will say I had serious serious deja vu like flashbacks with I mean like over the holidays when Omicron was hitting hard and restaurants were I mean like people were posting about exposures on their Instagrams again or like we're closing indoor dining or we're doing takeout only or like we have to close for a deep cleaning for a few days right. blah blah, blah. And, it was, and it was like not again like not and and not yeah. even like from a cover it's it's hard to cover it I mean my first big story of 2022 was about how everyone was scared to death about what, what 2022 was going to be like for the industry because, you know, people were, people were scared to eat out again. And I, and I don't blame them. Things are, I mean, yeah. the numbers were bad and things are scary, but I was just like, man, I, I don't want to go back to reviewing takeout food. And, and I mean, right. like, look, I, it's, you know, if, if that's where we are, that's where we are. That's the job. But uh, it's, I'm glad. I mean, I, it seems like the industry is adapting. Well, uh, I mean, I, I mean, people, they, they take this stuff so seriously. Mm-hmm. Everyone's masking up. I mean, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, I was very curious to see if there would be a vaccine I mean, when, when the vaccine mandates were starting to be discussed. And I know New York does it. Yeah. It was a big topic of discussion in Jersey if that would happen. I don't think it's happening. I mean, if it hasn't right. happened now, um, right? But it's it's. I'm just so I am enamored. I'm just I'm just amazed by the, the resiliency of the industry and the people working in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, been, like it's been amazing. There's also been a few places in Jersey that have built their business models to success off of this and actually a teaser a place i know you've written about jeremy uh one of the next places don and i have already eaten at that will be a future episode of this show is so uh artisanal pasta out of morristown mm-hmm. which prepares fresh pasta meal kits and that's the whole business and uh no spoilers but i think don and i will have a lot to say about that because that that place was that kid that kid has a really interesting story and they are doing some things right and it's crazy what's happening up there yeah. so i yeah i'm excited to hear that ben. I, I've, I've interviewed them and uh really really impressive story and i mean the fact they've rebounded like they did um you know it's and yeah and and there are places that have, have completely built themselves 
during the pandemic. I remember it was like, it was like for the first few times restaurants opened during the pandemic. It was, it was like easy story. I got to write about this. I can't wait. And now it's like, Oh, every restaurant that is open in the past two years has opened during a pandemic. So yeah. the, this is just the norm now. And so, I mean, anyone that can make that, make this uh, situation work for them. I mean, I know there's a spot in West orange called bagels by Jarrett that opens. Oh. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. We've and, talked and about them. I've not been there yet. I've talked, I've talked to them for stories. I haven't been there yet. I'm excited to, but like people, you know, people that are embracing these challenges. Dude, you haven't had the food from Jarrett yet. Wow. Not yet. It's, it's on the uh, list. Don't worry. You're going to love it. You're I'm gonna very love excited. It. <laughs> I mean, he's got a we reviewed in our bagel episode, but yes, it's got almost nothing to do with no, bagels. Big, nothing to do. So, with yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become this whole, I mean, this crazy pop-up thing. He's done. I mean, he makes a chopped cheese sandwich. So like that's it's wild. I'm, I'm in for that. that. Being said, Jeremy, we got a pizza bagel from this motherfucker, Jarrett, and we both were in Don's car, like taking bites of it. Like, it's a pizza. It's a pizza <laughs> bagel. How did you do something interesting and new with a pizza bagel? How yeah. did you do this? Yeah. It's awesome. We were, we were losing our that. minds. Yeah. You're going to love it. Well, listen, we've been talking for an hour, and I have mm. to thank you um, so sincerely. Um, I'm so thrilled that you ate that one pound mozzarella stick. It gave us a really good reason to talk. And even more so as we talk, one thing that just becomes clearer and clearer to me is there's so much to be proud of in this state. And there's so many interesting things happening all the time and food tells stories. And I think what you do and what Pete does and, and the, the lists you do together in particular, I think tell stories. And this is a state where we are trained to be the butt of the joke from a young age. We are told that it's dirty and we're always the punchline. And I think that, People might sit there and go, oh, the food food writing is food writing. I think in particular in this state, no, food writing gives so many people in the state things to be proud of. And I think what you guys are doing every time you drop, like I said, all, I read all of your guys' stuff. I'm a subscriber. Um, but especially the lists, I just go, man, 99 of the best blank restaurants. You just gave people from 99 different restaurants a thing to be proud of, 99 different towns of things to be proud of, and everybody gets to fight about who's the best, but that's all just because you guys are leading the charge on us actually taking pride in this state. So kudos to you. It's it's a really beautiful and impressive thing. That, thank you very, very much, Ben. I, I, that means the world. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that log yeah. of cheese did not kill you. <laughs> yep, not, yep, not yet. I'm still still kicking. Uh, went, went to the went to the doctor shortly after that. Got some blood work done, and we're doing all right somehow. So <laughs> anything is possible. The anything blue script possible. of the article. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> thank so you so much for having me on. No, thank you. This was this was an honor. Really, really fun to to meet you guys. And and you know, anytime you want to talk food or Jersey or whatever, you. You got my info. I would honestly love to have you back on. Just have a very specific show on like you, how your process. Cause that would be, I think that would be interesting for people just to uh, kind of like walk it through. Just like, what do you do? How does it work? Uh, I think we, I think we hit a lot of topics today, but get really micro can be really cool. I think. Well, I'll also oh, never yeah. forget speaking of process. I mean, you listen to it, Jeremy. So, you know, I remember laughing so hard at Pete going like, everybody thinks that writing about food is the greatest job in the world, but they don't know how much time I spend in traffic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, right. It's still hard work. You still work yeah, really hard. Yeah, yo, I, yo, I drove my ass an hour for a slice of cold cheese pizza yesterday, and I got there, and they were like, that was yesterday. We're not doing it anymore. And I was like, I called, and you said you were going to do it. And like, all right, fine. And I was like, oh, my. If I driven an hour, I didn't even get my pizza. But, uh, oh, it's, it's tough work. But, it's, but uh, you know, hearing, hearing people read it, you know, reading about it and being and caring about it and being enthusiastic about it, it's – 